Hello, welcome to number three in the third series of the Ricky Gervais Show. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello there. And of course, Carl Pilkington. All right. Had a good week, Carl? Uh, all right, just just boring. It's a boring week. Because that, that sort of kidney operation I've had, um, it's just affecting my life in a big way. How are you now, Carl? Are you feeling better? Uh, better, better than what was last week. Because last week you really were not putting the effort in, were you? And it's your own fault, you know. You got kidney stones. You don't drink enough water. I've yeah, no, well, that's that's what I've been doing this week. Just drinking. That's. I mean, you you said what what sort of week have you had? What have you been up to? That's what I've done. I've drank water. <laughs> that's all I've been doing. This is a water shortage in London. It's because of that. Honestly, just that's what you have to do. Can't it's sort of. It's just boring. Just like a a basking shark. It's sort of. <laughs> With its mouth open, just going through the water. Oh, sick of it. Oh, he's led the life of plankton for have one you, week. Have you been able to do anything, or have you just been resting? Uh, it's best to rest, um, just because, you know, your body's still in shock, even though in the head, physically, I thought it was all right. Uh, the body sort of just acts in weird ways. Brilliant. Um, you know, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like I said last week, you you don't think about your body until there's something up with it. And then you panic a bit. And then you go, right, I'm going to look after it from now on. I've been given a second chance here. Uh, as I said before, this was not a life-threatening <laughs> illness or operation. No, but it's, it's that same thing. The last time I had it was when I nearly choked to death on the Mr Freeze pop. Right. Where I had that sort of, uh, what do they call it when you have like a second coming? Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing where <laughs> I you I don't go, think you're the second coming. No, but that, that thing of, If you are, we're all screwed. You mean the th- second chance? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a second chance thing. Your life flashes before you, doesn't it? Yeah, but you get a... You suddenly feel kinder. Do you know what I mean? You, really? You, yeah, you sort of go, right, you know, that was a bit of a warning. Be like good, Scrooge? Be good to people and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's normal. So I are think. you now a nicer person? Are you giving more generously to charity and the like? Uh, well, they haven't been out, have I? So I can't do anything. I can't help anyone. Well, yeah. Go online. And but maybe, uh, you know, once... Donate some money, all this cash you're in. No, I've given enough money away. Sick of it. But um, oh, he's changed. So he hasn't changed at all, then, no. But you've also got to be careful as well because there's that thing of you can drown yourself uh, by having too much water. Yeah. Mm. So it's just getting that balance right of not having too much and filling yourself up. Mm. Well, yeah, it's that time. balance right of uh, not uh, dehydrating and uh, you know being becoming like a, a desert jellyfish, like a little crisp. And drowning yourself. Yeah. You're right, it is a balance. That's exactly what you've got to I do. I don't know how you've managed it, Carl. It's very complicated. Yeah. No, but I, What I do is I, um, when I'm thirsty, I drink. And when I'm not thirsty, I don't. Yeah, but the, that's the problem with me. Uh, whatever it is that's in your head that says you should have a drink, I don't really have one. <laughs> it's called a brain. It's called a brain. Yeah. It's the brain that tells you. <laughs> but my brain's never thirsty. I only think of drinking when I'm eating. And I'm not eating as much because my kidney's weird. I don't want to put any pressure on it, so I don't drink. So now, if I have it in front of me all the time, I go, right, I've got to have that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I feel, you know, feel a bit better. Good. Just, uh, it's just been a long week. Because when you, when you don't do much, it's just, you know, time doesn't whiz by. And normally your weeks are packed, as we know, with visits yeah. to the cobblers. Yeah. And... Well, it's just like they say, isn't it? They say... Uh, Following, following an ant. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You've got a hectic schedule. I know, but, I don't know how you fit it all in. But, you know, because I was close to death and everything. You weren't close to death. I, I've been thinking about, uh, you know, other people who've been in that situation where they're dying and what have you. And it's weird how, like, 
in a way, do you know, like you say before you die, things to do? Yeah. I I've never heard that sentence before. I don't know if they say. Well, I've extrapolated from that. What you mean is there are certain things you should do before you die. Swim with dolphins, etc. Yeah. But in a way, because I've had such a boring week, it's been a long week. So if I was dying, don't go swimming with dolphins because you'll love it and the time will whiz by and you go, oh, there's another day gone. Whereas I've been sat at home watching, you know, The Price is Right and stuff. And it's just like, oh, it's only four o'clock. Oh, this is dragging. So if I was dying, I'd go, yeah, it's dragging, but I've got ages more left to live. Yeah, what's the point? But it's really about quality of existence, isn't it, when you're dying? No, but anyway, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> been a boring week. But what I've been doing is going on the internet, oh, sort of learning stuff, of been watching more documentaries about stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, tell me something you watched on the internet then. Uh, the thing that stands out the most, uh, there's this spider. Right. That a fella got. Um, popped it in like a little sort of bottle. Yeah. And uh, chucked in 80 ants. And the spider, right, just went mental. And uh, I don't know if the spiders eat ants. I don't know. I don't know if they do. Uh, but uh, he wasn't happy with them that they were there, and he was just whizzing around, um, sort of biting them, not eating them, just giving them a bite. And the ants would sort of just lie there dead. <laughs> and uh, spider had this system of sort of going right. I'm going to put the dead ones over there, and it was biting them, dragging them across putting them in a pile, killing another one, popping it in the pile, and by the end of it, it made like a little pile of dead ants, and he was just there sort of breathing heavily. And that that, that was amazing, because I'd never witnessed that before. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't see that happening, do you, normally? So you think that if people are unfortunately passing away, sort of visiting Disneyland or whatever, they should... should Just learn stuff. Sure, get on the internet and watch spiders attacking ants. Um... And just that thing of, you know, you, last week you were saying how good ants were and how they're brainy and they work hard and everything, yet none of them sort of, they didn't know what they were doing. There was panic going on. <laughs> <laughs> you watched them again, they were running backwards and forwards. And I've, I remember, like, seeing a programme about ants where um, they meant to sort of work together as a team. Yeah. And if they climb up a person's leg... Um, that person stood on their house, say, yeah. and they're all like, oh. There's uh, a signal and they all bite at the same time. They all bite at once. Now, yeah. if that had done that on that spider, yeah. they sort of all go on it, and when they're all in position, one of them sort of goes, no, and it bites, <laughs> and then it would it would do some damage, but there was none of that. Mm. And But you've seen things like the Towering Inferno, where even humans panic crazily and jump out of windows and things until Steve McQueen comes along and saves the day. So, Yeah, but... You, at the end of the day, when you're in a towering inferno, you were there relaxing on holiday. So, of course you're going to be relaxed, and it's, the shock of it's going to make you go, oh, I wasn't ready for that, I was sat here in my trunks. <laughs> whereas, sure. whereas that ant, ants should always be alert. Well, yeah. Any insect's life should always be... Well, so for a human scooping up uh, 80 of them, putting them in a bottle with a giant spider. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's what insects do. Um, their life, they never relax. That's what's weird with an insect. There's no f- downtime, is there? <laughs> it's you wake up, you go and get the food, you build your house. That's what you do. So you're always alert. They shouldn't be sort of running around going, "Oh, what do we do now?" That should be that should be in them. I love that you're annoyed at these poor yeah. ants that were bitten to death. But also, they say they're clever. I was looking at it. If I was an ant, I would have just crawled under the pile of dead ones, <laughs> just sit under there, wait for the spiders to go. 
none of them were doing that. They were all staying on one side and the dead ones on the other. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you know, you're always sticking up for insects, saying they know what they're doing. They don't. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Where, 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 where's this come from? When have I ever stuck up for insects? It's you that's follow them, saying saying they're brilliant and that, and ladybirds are right-handed and Christ knows what. No, but you know, so I'd learnt that. Brilliant. Um, you haven't learnt anything. Le- there's nothing to learn from there's that. There's nothing you learnt from uh, that. Something about um, jellyfish uh, and uh, what else was there? There was this fella, there was a programme on the telly about survival. Um, and a fella who, uh, he, he looks after elephants. And he's in this little hang glider, looking for an elephant that he's looking after. He has to keep a track on where it's going and all that. And one day he's saying, oh, I haven't seen the elephant today. And the fella's like, well, look, look for it tomorrow. He's like, no, it's best if I go and look for it now. Because it might go further away or something. He said, oh, I wish you'd leave it. You know, till tomorrow. So straight away you're going, oh, this is trouble. So he's going out in his glider, sort of at night. Uh, he's looking I for doubt the it's a glider. I well, like it's a, a, it's a glider with an engine. It's one a of the light aircraft then. Yeah. So he, he gets in that on his own. He's wandering about in the air, looking down. Um, like I say, it's loads of land. He's looking for one elephant. He's not having much luck. Anyway, I think he gets to a point when he goes, oh, I'm having no luck, I might as well go home. Goes to turn round. Something happens, the glider falls to the floor, crashes. Light, light aircraft. Light aircraft yeah. Yeah. That crashes, he gets out, he's broke his legs, um, done his back in, um, hurt his hands, I mean, he's in a bad way. And uh, he looks at the plane, and that's, uh, that's a wreck, petrol's coming out of it. He's thinking that's not going to fly again. And... Uh, he has to lie there, doesn't he, for like 48 hours or something. And in that time, everything's being chucked at him. He has a, a lion wandering around him. A scorpion walked over his leg. Some sort of dangerous snake went in his shoe. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else is there out there? Some sort of bad ants. Um, just everything that's there that could cause a problem. Mm. He had it all in his life. I, 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 I haven't seen this, but I suspect there's a lot of conjecture <laughs> yeah. in this telling of the it. Bad, you know, ants. bad ants. And no, just anything that you could think of mm. that's out there to cause you a bit of a problem. Camels. He got hot. He got so hot, his lips fell off. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you have to have a lot of juice to keep your lips sort of how they are. Right. Uh, so that's the sort of state he was in. Yeah. 48 hours. And yet he survived in the end. Someone came and found him. And, and you that, thought that you were bored me. doing nothing. Yeah, no. Well, he didn't even have the internet. Yeah, but he had a lot of insects. What would to watch. you do then if you land? If you landed, right? Supposing uh, we all land, right? We're shipwrecked. Okay, there's no food around, um, but there's a chance we might be saved. Like in a few days, we just got to stay alive just for a few days. Okay. Mm. Um, Steve offers up his penis. For what purpose? Well, it's it's already you've torn it in the car in the uh, plane crash. Anyway, it's hanging off. You go, okay, listen, lads, let's eat this. Let's go. This will go three ways. I should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I'll look for something else. <laughs> Because we're surrounded by water. Why are we eating knob? There's loads of fish and everything. There's more fish in the sea than there is stuff on land. That that was something else that I've read about, about how there's more sea life happening. 
There's loads more. What do you mean? Than what? Um, than stuff happening on land. Well, yeah, it's a bigger place, isn't it? Yeah, and there's more. They're all coming further in because it's getting so crowded. Everything's uh, being pushed outwards. So we're going to get to a point where people won't go walking in the sea because there'll be something deadly just floating about on the on near the shore. Again, that's no information at all. <laughs> I don't know. There's yet. no information in that statement at all. Yeah, I said. I said how the sea is so overcrowded that everything's being pushed to the edge. It's not overcrowded. It is. What's been? You mean things that are in the sea are being pushed to the edge of the yeah, sea? Yeah, because there's new stuff happening all the time. There's new creatures being made. They're changing quickly. They were saying how, like, I don't know, 50 years ago, jellyfish didn't even have a have a sting. That's rubbish. Try 50 million, and you'll get closer to the truth. But but what I mean is, in terms of like land, we all look the same, don't we? We've had two legs and two arms for ages. Whereas in the sea, things are changing at a, a really fast rate. So like jellyfish we're knocking about. The sea is a much more stable environment than the land anyway. What are you on about? Well I'd have thought I wouldn't have thought evolution is any any faster in the sea than land. Yeah, it is. Well no, what what's where's the evidence for this? Well, I'm telling you now, I'm telling you how jellyfish have changed. And look at them. And how have they changed then? So they didn't fifty years ago they didn't have a sting. Yeah. Now they have. Yeah. Trilbys, they wore trilbys 50 years ago as <laughs> yeah. well. And they just spoke with a much more you know, refined <laughs> accent. Yeah. Just that, that is quite a lot though, isn't it? Because jellyfish are nothing. But like no, you've made that up. That's not a fact. There's, there's no facts come out of this discussion. Not, not, oh, that's interesting. That You haven't said anything. Jellyfish are, haven't changed in 50 years. No, they have. They've changed a, a lot in terms of... Well, they haven't changed in hundreds of millions of years, so I don't know what the 60s had to do with anything. I don't. I, I just don't know what what influenced the Beatles and Mary Quant at, suddenly had on jellyfish when they because hadn't changed for hundreds of millions this, of years. The, with all this sort of loose, free sex, you know, free love, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were just going berserk. I know, yeah. There were no inhibitions yeah. amongst the jellyfish anymore. Things are, are changing a lot. To think that jellyfish, when they, were, when they first came out, they were nothing. Jellyfish are, are nothing, aren't they? They're just a blob. So when they first came out, when they were first released, and, new and, by Ronkel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, even though they were nothing, they've grown to have a bit of something, just to get by in a busy place. Which I is don't the know sea. what you're talking about. It's, it's all d- guesswork and conjecture. It's not guesswork. I've been it's all nonsense. Always. I've been reading all this and watching stuff. Carl, you haven't learned anything. Mm. Well, that's not entirely true because he's obviously. Learned enough to have written a poem about some of these subjects. Oh, I love his poems. Are you getting into poetry now, properly? I really like it, yeah. Um, is Carl going to read this for me, Steve? If you want him to. I think so. I did one about my kidneys. What was it called? Uh, didn't have a name, it doesn't need it. Ode uh, to a Nephron. Right, I did two about jellyfish. Excellent. Uh, I don't like jellyfish. They're not a fish, they're just a blob. They don't have eyes, fins or scales like a cod. They float about blind, stinging people in the seas. And no one eats jellyfish with chips and mushy peas. (laughs) Get rid of them. (laughs) And then there's just a shorter one about a jellyfish. Um, It would be spiteful to put jellyfish in a trifle. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly would. So. <laughs> That's great. That's really good because it's jelly. He's 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 done us there, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. really good poem. It would be spiteful 
To put jellyfish in a trifle. Yeah. A little half rhyme. Yeah. Um, do you want the one about my kidneys? Yeah. Uh, for God's sake, my belly ache. The doctor said it's my kidney. He said he's got a stick of tube up my knob. I said you got to be kidding me. <laughs> for God's sake, knob ache. <laughs> sort of mildly disappointed that they're quite good yeah yeah no poet's ever written about jellyfish and kidneys it's great oh god i think you might have the market sewn up there <laughs> it is it would be spiteful to put a jellyfish in a trifle i mean i'm, I'm both impressed and fascinated and worried by carl's new literary outlook yeah. you know we, we've said to him we've we've tried to make him appreciate the arts and poetry and and uh, you know uh, you know explaining like what metaphor does and and symbolism and all that but i'm worried it'll backfire because what if he becomes clever and erudite and then we lose our little endless well of stupidity what if mm. we lose our little shaved monkey i mean these podcasts without you know it's almost like you were evolving into a human i mean you've actually You've authored a book. Well, I have to say, I mean, without at the risk of sounding like we're shamelessly promoting it, I've only just looked at the book today because that's the first time I've seen it, The World of Carl Pilkington. And uh, I was very impressed by how legitimate it feels. I mean, it does feel like an actual well, book. Well, he's put so much work into it. I it, mean, he... He's no, done drawings, he's done extra thoughts and ideas. And it's very odd to think that that has probably gone now into the British Library, which I think is obligated to take a copy of every book published. Incredible. I but, mean, let's be honest, it's not going to really... It's not going to be on anyone's bookshelf. It'll be on their lavatory cistern, possibly next to their bed. But nevertheless, you know, it's hardback and it's got pages. It's a real book. Yeah. Will you uh, now read some some great works? Will you read poetry at all? Or? Um, probably not. I don't like reading made-up stories because Fiction. life's life's interesting enough, isn't it? Right. If I'm going to read someone else's lies, I might as well make some of my own up and save me money, is what right. I mean. But you do read um, lies and made-up things, you just take them as the truth. Um, Most of the spurious facts and apocryphal tales and ridiculous stories that you read on the internet are, I mean, fiction. Yeah, but as long as it gets you thinking, then it really doesn't matter. Say, like, you know, I was telling you about the sea being full up, Yeah. right? how there's too many fish in it and they're all being pushed out. Then, um, you know, it was saying about how the jellyfish is changing yeah. from a bit back just being a blob to now being a blob with stingy bits. You go, oh. And then... No, I don't. I think I wonder what he read. And I then, wonder what he was reading. Then, then I'll think of what other things are in the sea. How are they changing? And then that's when I might do a poem about an octopus with two heads. Because it's it's got me thinking. So, no longer am I just reading someone else's story, spending a full week reading some other story. I've read a little paragraph, and that's got me thinking. About and it's an inspired you to make great art with uh, an octopus with two heads. And you just think, yeah, that would work. You know, that's a good good way for them to evolve. They've got all the arms. Give them two heads. <laughs> They've got all the arms. And you know. It would work, because like I've said to you before, it is one big head, just make it two smaller heads. 
So it's just looking at science, looking at how things can move. It's not looking at but science. But it's not looking at science. You then speculating on an, on an octopus having two heads is of no value, is it, to anyone or anything? But there's people out there who are bringing out books who are writing stuff like that for sci-fi stuff. And I think, why am I reading that? that's entertainment. Everyone knows it's not true. They're doing it to... But they do more than just say, what would it, wouldn't it be great if there, was a, if there was an octopus with two heads? They then paint a world in which this octopus exists I and presumably causes some kind of narrative interest. I can do that on my own, though. Without So know, what's the story of the octopus with two heads? It's happier in the end. Everyone likes happy ending. He's got company. But that's not a story, Carl. What? what? Th- Tell us the story. What, you made up a story about an octopus with two heads? No, I'm just saying... I've, I've, pitched, I've thought about how the sea's changing... Right. right, what else is in the sea? Octopus. Right, what's an octopus like? Well, it's just a big head with a load of arms. Right, how would I change that? <laughs> I love this thought process. But it's not a story. This is not a story. It's not anything. It's just some thoughts you've had. It's not but a story. Ta- a story is there to make you think and, and have thoughts. But what is it that you thought? You've not. I don't see what what you've thought here. I've just thought, yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> I know, but... Well, like, like King Kong, then. That's only someone who's gone, oh, monkeys are getting better at stuff. Yes, but it has a story, doesn't it? They go in search... No, it isn't. It isn't saying monkeys are getting better at stuff. <laughs> that's not what it's saying. There's lots of themes, but that's not one of them. Monkeys anyway. are getting better at stuff. <laughs> no, they're getting better at stuff the way they try to sort of... He tried to go out with a woman. That's them moving on, isn't it? It's the monkey going, do you know what? quite fancy her and you know from the beginning I mean that is a story that you go well that relationship ain't gonna work <laughs> do you know what I mean I don't I, I mean I've not gone out with women who have quite fancied but then they smoke and you go oh that's enough to put me off yeah. so when a monkey's that big I wouldn't even the thought wouldn't even pass my mind <laughs> to go on a date we could this could work out <laughs> sometimes it's just you know relationships are made for each other <laughs> now that for a story you, you you wouldn't think it'd go past page one, <laughs> yet you're having a go at me because an octopus has got two heads, which isn't that weird. When you look at them anyway, they, I mean, it must be the weirdest <laughs> thing knocking about on the planet. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen anything so weird. And yet... <laughs> he's angry because he's not seen anything so weird as an octopus. So but it's it- not yet a story. What's weird about it? What's strange about an octopus with all the things that could... Why is it any weirder than a dog? Because it couldn't be further away from us. A dog has got human eyes. <laughs> if, if a jelly, honestly, if a jellyfish had a pair of eyes like ours, I probably wouldn't worry about him that much. But like I said to you, it's that way that they haven't got eyes, they're floating about. I can handle some fish, they look, they look like us, they've got eyes, you can make eye-to-eye contact with them. <laughs> what do you a jellyfish, making? what are you looking at? It's a snidey thing, like I've said to you. <laughs> You can see see a lot in eyes. Do you know what I mean? You say, don't trust him. Why? It's his eyes. Jellyfish haven't even got any and I don't trust them. <laughs> Whereas if it had them, maybe they'd be the odd one that I'd go, oh, that one's all right. Okay, Carl, I'm just going to throw an animal at you. Tell me how weird it is, what bits annoy you, how you change it, okay? A crab. How would I change it? Yeah. Does it annoy you? Do you think it's weird? Um, They are weird. But they're at that size where they can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it suits them. Okay, um, good. Would it would it change anything? Um, 
in a way, you know, what you're saying about things not working, he can't walk forwards. So but, why hasn't something happened? Why haven't they said, you know what, these arms are too clumsy. We need to have them so they can slot away easier and we can pull them out when we need them. And so they're <laughs> clumping around with them. Because they do struggle. You see them struggling with their arms. Yet they're still here. They're still doing that. they still design that way. What's the weirdest animal? So you think the octopus is the weirdest animal on Earth? Yeah. In terms of um, design and everything, and uh, if you lined everything up, Say if I come from another planet yeah. and everything was lined up in a row and they said, right, we're going to give you a crash course in what's knocking about on this planet. Yeah. And you go, right, go on then. And you go, this is man, here's a woman, here's a dog, here's a cat, here's an octopus, here's a... I go, hang on a minute, what is this? Oh, he's only going really down, That jingle, of course, signifies another reading from Carl Pilkington's diary. There was an animal in the paper today that I've never before seen. Jesus it's called an alpaca. They are gormless looking. The fellow who breeds them said they are easy to look after because they're used to harsh conditions because they normally live in the mountains. The problem with this is they will turn useless eventually, and then if we tried to bung it back on the Andes, they won't like it. It's like how people win these live-like-a-star-for-a-week competitions. They're not good for anyone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? If something's living somewhere, but, he's not but why send are we going to bug it back? Andes, he's presumably breeding them for something else. Yeah, but say if eventually, you know, the world's getting busy, there's hardly any room, and we go right. What can we shift here? What's getting in our way that we can shift? Well, those funny-looking things came from the Andes. Bung them back. All right, then let's put them back. And they go. Oh, they don't like it. They're not surviving. They're dying out. Why did we bring them here? Oh, it was closer. Yeah, but look, we've died out now of the... Sorry, this is not happening with yourself. This is not this, this isn't happening. Don't get angry about it, like it just happened and you're sick of it. None of this has happened no, yet. No, I'm just looking at how it will happen. <laughs> Leave them where they were. But it's you're like... you're getting angry about things that you're speculating on now. It's absurd, Carl. Not once have that I read here about your anger yourself. about about terrorism or international, you know political injustice not once have you written about that only about the fact we may send animals back to the Andes I know but just because it, it just annoyed me that's all they brought them here some fellas getting a load of praise because they brought this weird animal into the country and yet it's like well they were they were on the Andes for a reason leave them there it was happier there I, I mean I feel guilty when I open a bag and a fly flies out of it and I think Where's that come from? What bag are you opening with bat flies? What bag? No, just when, like, you know, the bag I took the computer home in, a fly flew out of it, and I thought, when did that get in that bag? Where have I brought that from? And it's the same thing. It doesn't want to be somewhere else. It was where it was. And that's the same with this Palaco, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God! It's amazing! It really is the ramblings of a madman, isn't it? Some new sea thing has been found. (laughs) (laughs) There's no headlines on the news. It wasn't found by sea experts. It was found on eBay. Someone was selling it for a fiver. I don't see the point in buying something that you don't know what it is. What do you mean? What do you mean? It was... was... Someone's found some sort of shell with a thing living in it. Right. Um, They thought, oh, I've never seen one of these before. I can flog it on eBay. Someone bought it and then wanted to look after it, went to some sea expert, and they said, oh, I don't know what that is. 
That's 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 the story. It's just weird how stuff's being found on eBay. No, it wasn't found on eBay though, was it? Yeah, but that's where the specialist people sort of picked up on it. It's just weird that I mean, all, all I was saying is I wouldn't want one. If you don't know how to, if it's a new creature, you don't know what what makes it happy. <laughs> when you get a kitten, you go stroke its head, loves it, right? And you can do that knowing that it's liking it. <laughs> if I had a little seashell, and you go, does it sit in water? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You could end up doing more damage. So that's why I wouldn't want it. It's nice to have rules in it. It's nice to know what you're doing with something. Well, as you write in the diary, it's like if an alien landed and wanted to live with you. As much fun as it might sound, it wouldn't be long before you got annoyed with it because it wouldn't eat the food you gave it. That's what I'm saying, but I couldn't have a go at it because it might not like pasta. (laughs) It might not. (laughs) Everyone likes pasta. Well... That's it for another week. I hope you've enjoyed this half hour of drivel. I mean, some of the most stupid things ever said. I mean, it's like he's got a contempt now for the world. Like yeah. He doesn't care what comes out of his head. Learning can be frustrating, <laughs> can't it? You know, you, you, maybe I'm getting you thinking, maybe on your way home today you'll be going, yeah, octopus with two heads. And, and if you do that for five seconds, I've done my job. Good to have a job in it. So, uh, for me, Vicky Gervais, goodbye. From Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And from Carl Pilkington. All right.